If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, which happens to be my favorite, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. Each can of Recess is a lightly sparkling mocktail made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. They taste just like your favorite cocktails, without the alcohol. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Ready to talk about the episode. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome to episode eight. We're so happy to be here. But I will say, the highlight of the week for me is waiting for Sunday. I'm going to watch this Meghan Markle interview. <laughs> like, my life depends upon it. Yeah. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I am, of course. I am going to watch it. Like, I just always feel bad because it's just... Every time I see Meghan in the media or anything, I actually skip it because it just the comments are just brutal. Like, I can't even imagine... Like. If there was any doubt if Megan loved Harry, there shouldn't be any doubt. Like this, I don't even know if this is worth it because, man. Uh, I saw a tweet today that really encapsulated it. It said, uh, this Meghan Markle situation has made the entire Black diaspora worldwide unite together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like people who did not care about the British royal family are like, okay, yeah, Meghan Markle, I'm in. (laughs) I'm ready to defend. (laughs) <laughs> but honestly, um, some of the articles, I've been reading the comments, and most of the comments are pretty supportive. Like, they're like, yeah, you guys put this out this week because she was talking to Oprah. Like, try not to be so obvious with your machinations. Oh, you did it to Diana? You did it to Bergie? Now you're doing it to her? But she left. <laughs> That's why y'all are so mad. Good on them being happy. But yeah, do you want to tell the people some housekeeping notes on our Patreon So our next bonus episode will be about Married at First Sight Australia. I watched it for the first time. Tane has been a pretty faithful viewer for a few years here. Um, We'll probably put a teaser out so you can get like a sneak peek. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, feel free to go on our Patreon, patreon.com slash altercallmafs. So Tane, what happened on Couples Cam and social media this week? Well, the big news on social media is the wait is over, people. Baby Declan is here. Greg and Deanna had their baby boy, and I'm so happy for them. And I like the name Declan. What do you think? It sounds very Irish. (laughs) It does. I didn't even, like, 
well, not that I would even know what they were going to name their baby, but this was not in the realm of things that I thought it would. And then the combination, for those who don't know, Greg's dad is Nigerian, so they do have a Nigerian last name. Shout out. Um, so it's Declan Okotier. So that's a pretty cool name, if I say so myself. <laughs> it's a great name. I'm happy for them. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, Michael, who you may remember from D.C., has a new boo in his life. And for some reason, he did an article. It was very obscure. I think nobody cares for him because it wasn't really out there. <laughs> and he just said, <laughs> he said that he lied for uh, Married at First Sight, that he really was cleaning the yoga studio for free classes. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know why he came out with this, but Mika just put, she didn't address anybody. She didn't say anything. But in her story, she's just like, coming clean about lying while still lying, but okay. So there's that. Um, why don't people ever know? Mika, why you should not even be subtweeting. You should not be addressing this man in any way. Even her Instagram name, which is Solo Bliss. I'm just like, <laughs> not everything has to be about the fact that you were married to that man. <laughs> like, just act like he doesn't even exist. Exactly. <laughs> and finally, Tristan from Dallas, who you may know was married to Mia, didn't even make it to the honeymoon because she was stopped and arrested at the airport. But um, he's remarried now and he's having a baby. And he just put out a general thing to the Mavs family. Like, even though it didn't work out for him, he had to throw that in there. He's glad to see that it worked out for, you know, other people. And he's glad to see them growing humans and having people. So that was pretty nice. So that's it for social media. Couples Cam was Couples Cam. They can't decide, honestly, how to distribute. But the highlight for me was Amani and Woody because it was a joint effort with Amani and Woody and Karen and Miles which I always love seeing them together. And they, at first, they started with, like, both of them hanging out. And they, um, Amani tells us that they try to meet up with each other at least once a week because they live in the same block. And then they decided that they were going to have a barbecue off and to see who was going to cook better. At first, I'm like, they didn't start the episode the usual way that they do where all the couples are together. But they started with Woody and Amani and Karen and Miles and then moved on to them. And it was Ashley telling us that it was Anthony's birthday. And then Beth, being Beth from nowhere, she's just like, birthday sex, birthday sex. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And then Ashley's like, um, excuse me, I'm hugely pregnant. So, um, yeah, but he's going to get a, <laughs> but I'm going to, he's going to get a great gift. As soon as I heard that, my heart sank because I've told you guys how they try to make this couple like a spy, like spy kids. And I'm like, what are they going to do great gift? What is this great gift going to be? What are we subjected to? And of course, it turned out that the great gift was a drone. And then, yeah, it was just a long storyline. He lost it. They took a walk in the park, and he found this drone randomly sitting by the tree. But I'm not going to get into it. But, you know, all that being said, I do want to say that I really enjoy Anthony. I just think he's a stand-up guy. He's funny, and I like him. But going back to the grill off with Amani and Woody, um, Amani and Woody won, and they only won because Karen and Miles burnt their Brussels sprouts. Really, it was Karen because she's the one who cooked, and then Woody was the one who cooked for Amani and them. But yeah, it was fun watching them. AJ and Stephanie, they can't help themselves. They decided that they were going to have an episode where they didn't compete, but then they went to a pumpkin patch and then ended up turning into a competition. And then they got home, got some pumpkins, they carved it. 
called their nieces and nephew. And, you know, it again, turned into a competition. But the nice part of it was seeing how their families are all melded and get along together. And I still can't get over how well-matched AJ and Stephanie are. I've, again, never seen restless people as much as they are. But, yeah, they seem to have fun. Um, Beth and Jamie had a terrible storyline about someone dying in their house. And they spent the rest of the episode just chasing ghosts. And, there was sage, you know, wasn't there? Huh? Of there course. There was sage. Of course there was. And Where there's Beth, there's sage. <laughs> there is. But you know what? Again, we're still surprised that they're still together, but they make it work. All I can say is Beth really takes her couples camp curious seriously. And honestly, Jamie just indulges her. She says the most ridiculous thing, and Jamie's just there like, ooh, yes. They were, they were chasing a ghost, aid. She was talking to her like he was normal, and Jamie was just following her along for the ride. And then Keith and Christine, nothing really much. His grandma caught COVID, but she's oh. good. So we're glad that she's good. And I will talk about Jamie and Doug this episode. I usually don't because I thought it was really cute. Their daughter, Henley, was acting out, and, you know, they couldn't decide what it was. Doug had his breaking point. Like, she has to mix with children, and she has to socialize and get it done. But Jamie made an interesting comment where she said they were trying to decide if she should go back to school. And he said, she said, I did not give birth at home just to come to Florida to catch COVID. And I didn't know the many ways to unpack this sentence. You moved to the hotbed. <laughs> One, you moved to the hotbed of Florida. <laughs> Two, you fly all around the place to host unfiltered. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that was a very funny <laughs> comment to make. But anyways, they got Henley ready for school and Henley was the cutest. They were filming like they weren't ready and she just went to the back as they were filming and she just kept saying, I'm ready. I'm ready. And she just looks so happy. And it just made me feel bad for kids during this pandemic. Like, you know, I don't think we pay enough attention to how hard this must be for them, but it was really cute and he was really nice. So that's all that happened. And Aid, can you tell us what happened on Unfiltered? It was quite the week on Unfiltered. Um, Brianna, Jake, and Paige. Jake had a beard. And we already think Jake's cute, but that beard took him to a new level. He looked hot on Unfiltered last night. Ooh. I feel like Paige has been on many times. And then that makes me feel hopeful because I'm like, oh, she's not Unfiltered all the time because we're about halfway through the season and she should not be appearing in the second half, right? Uh, or they're <laughs> trying to ramp up the ratings <laughs> for Unfiltered. And Chris refuses to come. Because everyone's like, what is going on? And they're hoping to get insight. So talking of Paige, Jamie asks everybody about if they're worried about any habits they have. But she goes ahead and asks Paige this question, and I'm like, for their spouse to see when they live together. Those two better not ever live together, so I don't know why Jamie asked her that question. <laughs> then Jamie asked her, why did Chris decide to go to Chicago? And she goes on, she says he has family there, his grandma's very close, he need to get... But I was like, oh, so... Mercedes doesn't live there. So I don't know why he went to Chicago. Oh, she doesn't? That was not one of the reasons that Brianna listed for him to go there. And I think that it would have been a reason. Like, oh, I need to go see the mother of my child. But I don't think the ex-girlfriend lives in Chicago. He just went there to, I don't know, people to lay hands on him. Like, I don't know. His, his family is there. Oh, this whole time I thought she lived in Chicago. 
I don't think she does based on Paige's answer. Okay. So they show the Jake and Haley fight, and Jake says that it was not his proudest moment. He also mentions that he had tried to talk to her before that. He had tried to talk to her on the plane ride home, and she, like, moved away seats, and he was sitting next to some hillbilly farting the whole time. Um, at one point, Jamie asked Brown and Jake what they think of the Chris situation, and they just look at each other. <laughs> and Jake says, Chris can hate me from commentating on it, but that's not what he should have done going back to Chicago. Yeah. That whole thing, you had a question last week about when Vincent said to Pastor Cal about, I found the person I want to be with for the rest of my life. That mm-hmm. was literally the thing. Because they brought it up again, and Brianna talked about how it was such a big deal for him to say that, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that was really just it. Okay. Cool. At one point, Jamie asked Paige what she likes about Chris. First, there are crickets. Then it's like awkward silence. And then she's like, he has the ability to be a great protector and provider. And this marriage has been a testament of him wanting to be a good dad and father, and it shows character. Nonsense. Just nonsense. I wish you could see my face. <laughs> Just she for real said you know what? I'm not shocked. You know, why why am I even shocked? Okay. I can I, I can see that. Paige also like in referring to the sit down with Pastor Cal, Paige was like, I was just literally flabbergasted by what he said. You told me a couple days ago that I'm your wife and I come before anyone. Then you hop your behind on a plane and come back with a revelation. It's literally like spitting in my face. So then they show the part where Chris was like whispering in her ear and Jake is like, he needs to grow up. He needs to get the hell out of junior high. Come on, man. It doesn't make any sense. I don't really want to comment, but I'm commenting here. (laughs) (laughs) Brianna said, you know, you're toiling with someone's feelings. And then Paige says, I feel like I'm on punked. (laughs) That's how the experience is. Um, they talk more about Jake and Haley with Pastor Cal, and Jamie asks, like, what do you think the root of your marital issues is with Haley? And he said there's no, like, pipeline to building anything, and she's not fully open, and then she wouldn't hug him on the honeymoon, but they went to a bar, and she was, like, hugging her friends. So she's saying, like, oh, I'm not really affectionate, and I don't really want to hug you even, which is, like, the bare minimum of affection, and then he sees her, like, hugging her friends, and this, this poor man is very confused. I think he knows. <laughs> but her words and her actions are not matching up, so. <laughs> they showed the Brianna and Vincent argument about the champagne. And Jake says, you know, it was like a misunderstanding. He said the whole honeymoon they were calling him Champagne Benny. <laughs> Paige says, I wish I had these kind of problems. <laughs> I just so... You know, and you know how much she really wanted this? Like, again, you've said it before. All they needed was the bare minimum. Instead, they went to the barrel, the bottom of the barrel. The bare minimum, Paige would make it work. Like, I feel so bad for her. It's sad. Jamie also is like, yeah, if this is their problem, they're doing okay. I don't actually agree with that assessment because, you know, comparison is not a great thing. (laughs) Paige's situation is so bad that no one should be comparing that to their situation. (laughs) (laughs) That's how people think. That is not the measurement. (laughs) And Brianna says that she jokes with her family and her friends a lot. 
And basically she's like, we just met. Like, yes, we're married, but I have to like get to know him basically the way she knows her family and friends. Mm-hmm. So where they can get to a level of joking around like that, but she has to be more mindful. So yeah, that was unfiltered. Oh, awesome. That actually sounds interesting this week. It was all kinds of revelations. <laughs> and Jake is funny. Jake is funny. Oh, he is funny. I was so attracted to him this episode, but hey, we'll talk about that. All right, so are we ready to jump into our couples for this week? We are ready. Or at least I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> I think I am. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. All right. Wait, how did you feel about the episode in general? Mm, it was a transition episode. It did have some ah, moments. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was fine. What did you think? I got to tell you, I really enjoyed it. So, you know, I I usually don't like the friends, family, but I guess because of COVID, it was just like pared down. But I actually enjoyed it. And I guess in comparison to last week's episode, I really thought last week's episode was a dud. Like it was mostly just the whole Chris and Paige drama. And then the rest of the couples were like fillers. And I just thought it was a blah episode. So I really just enjoyed this episode. It was like a breeze to watch, so to speak. So, okay. Let's start with Brianna and Vincent. So listen, guys, as we go through this episode, I might call him Vin. I might call him Vince. I might call him Vincent. I might say Bri or Brianna. Just roll with me on, on it. <laughs> you forgot about Vinny. Sometimes in my head, I'm like, Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> like Jake, Jacob. It, I don't know. Just as it comes. <laughs> so we pick up not where we left off because last we saw Vinny had a backpack and he was out. But now he's in bed with Brianna and she's asking if they can talk about what happened because she doesn't want him to feel like he has to leave. Vinny says he's still upset and we find we find out that he only made it to the parking deck. He realized that he's married now and he's responsible for Brie, but not just Brie, Brie and Cookie. That was so cute. It's very cute. <laughs> And he says he's responsible for them so he can't go back to his old ways. And, you know, he basically did the right thing. Bree says she was confused because she had no idea. He found it rude. Vinny, on the other hand, says it's frustrating because he shouldn't have to tell her every time she says something disrespectful. This conversation was just like going in circles because the point is she doesn't realize that it's something disrespectful. But he keeps harping on it being disrespectful. But she's just like, what did I say? So I don't know. She tells him that she doesn't mean anything and they're still learning each other. And she makes a good point that they're in a two bedroom house. And when he says he's going home, she wondered, where is home? And that actually hit Ben because he's like, oh, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I have a thought about this uh, little argument that they had. Okay. They resolved nothing. So I expect this to keep on coming up over and over again. It it will. That's why I was like, the conversation was in circles. Because for it to be solved, he just keeps saying it's disrespectful. She's just saying, what did I say? She doesn't even realize what the problem is to fix it. So, (laughs) yeah, it is going to come up over and over until... They learn each other more and either he stops being triggered and she starts being like, oh, I might as well stay away from this because, you know, he might get these are the kind of things he finds triggered. So I think it's it's a over it's going to be a learning on the job kind of thing. <laughs> yes. 
But I do. I'm like, okay, how many times between now and the end of the season are y'all going to have the same fight? Oh, God. Hopefully. All right. We'll see. It's maps. It will come up multiple more times. So, um, Vince meets up with his friend Jalen, who's a cutie pie with dimples. I always think, like, automatically when you have dimples, you're just a cutie pie. And he asks if he's a happily married man. Jalen also asks how it's been culturally. And Vin says the way to communicate, there has been a difference. But I don't necessarily think that's a cultural thing. Do you? I am unsure. I don't, I, I mean, looking at it, I wouldn't call it a cultural difference. But I also am uh, like, I don't know enough about Latino culture to, or Dominican culture to say, like, maybe the way that they speak to each other is culturally influenced, if you get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying, but I also think it's like a personality thing. Because, for example, um, we're both Nigerians. We know Nigerians can be blunt and can be, you know, say whatever they want. But, like, for me, I'm a sensitive person. So if somebody says something, is just because I'm Nigerian doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I'm going to speak that same way. So I just think it's like an individual. I can meet another Dominican that's not as triggered as Vince because respect is not like he holds disrespect or respect so dear to him because again something must have happened so that's why I think it's just a personal thing and then when he says that she's more direct a lot of people speak directly it's not you know a culture thing I do think it's a culture thing like I think it's funny that we're like oh we're Nigerians and Nigerians are very direct but I also think it's like a black thing like black culture in some ways is very direct I don't know if, like, Dominican culture... I mean, they're the same as us in the... I was about to say, they'll be the first ones to tell you if you're fat. But yeah. <laughs> and that's basically every culture outside of America, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't know if they're cold. I don't know. I really... It, it's, a, it's a mystery. I see it as a personality difference, I would say. I don't see it as a cultural difference. And I, I same as you, I was kind of surprised when he brought it up like that. I was like, is it cultural or is it... Anyway... But I would put myself solidly as I don't know, but I don't I don't see it that way. I think it's a, a personality difference. Okay. So then Jalen asks, at your worst moment, have you ever felt like going home? And the producer had to have fed him this. It was so on the nose and so sp- specific. Like, who asked, have you felt like going home? <laughs> but Vinny is telling him what happened. Like, well, we had this incident where I got champagne and I gave him the biggest side eye when he said she didn't address it accordingly. <laughs> what did I was like, huh? What do you think he meant by that? <laughs> it seemed like he was saying, I expected her to help me clean up the spilled champagne, which she was doing without yeah. laughing at me. Yeah. But so, he made it seem like she wasn't helping. She was helping. Yeah, she wasn't. She's like, we she was supposed to like help me clean up, get me a shirt. I'm like, Vinny? Champagne Vinny? What? Where are we going with this? But I see, that's the thing with the perspective. You create this whole story in your mind, and I'm like, there's footage. She was helping. (laughs) But the best part about it for me was Jalen cracking the hell up. (laughs) Like, as Vin was talking, I think even Vin could hear himself sounding stupid, and he kept going, and Jalen just kept laughing. (laughs) And then Vin is 
like, I mean, it sounds funny now, but he does admit that he was embarrassed. And honestly, to me, that is the root of, of it all. He was just embarrassed. Like he was trying to impress her, trying to do something good. And he already feels like she has this impression of, of him being clumsy. And then this now happens. And then he just took whatever she said, escalated it times hundreds. So um, that was funny. And then Jalen, you know, tells him, you can't expect her, because he said what he would have done was, you know, help clean up, get a shirt and all that stuff. And Jalen tells him that you can't expect her to do what you would do. Like, they're, you're both different people. He advises him to get out of his head and think of where she is coming from when they get in that kind of situation again. And he doesn't want him to mess this up because he has a good girl in his hands, which I thought was good. I liked his friend. Yeah. It's good. So um, it's family time uh, for visits. Vince tells us that family is super important and he's nervous because his mom wasn't at the wedding. How did we miss that? Well, did you catch that? Well, he had made it seem like he was estranged from his parents. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't miss his mom because I wasn't expecting her because he said they didn't raise him. I, it was confusing. So yeah. I was like, oh, your mom wasn't able to be at the wedding. I didn't even know you spoke to her. <laughs> So, um, so everybody in this episode has the family and friends visit, but Brie and Vin seem to be the only people who had family. So and I think that was like an opportunity thing where, um, because his mom wasn't at the wedding, this was an opportunity okay. to get them together, whereas yeah. everybody else had their, yeah. That makes sense. So they're all there. And um, just to point out, it was Brie's mom. Um, was it Brie's sister or a friend? Her sister. Her sister. And it was Vince's brother and Vince's mom. So they sit down and they're talking about how it's going. And Bree's mom <laughs> goes in straight away. She's like, you can tell us the truth because we know that Bree is a lot. I'm like, <laughs> be nice. <laughs> um, Bree also tells us that she wants um, Vince's family to like her. And, oh, while she's telling us this in the confessional, her blowout looks so good. Bree's serving us hair. In I have loved yes everything is a every hit. hairstyle she's had except for the the wedding day one I didn't like that one but everything since then I'm a big fan <laughs> it was been a hit back to back so um, she tells us that she wants him to like her and her biggest fear is not being accepted by his family. So while they're all playing games, she throws in a little Spanish that she's learning. And she's like, whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. Remember, Brie told us that she just cooks when she has to. Brie cooked. Brie learned Spanish. So Brie's doing all the right things. Okay, so they play a game that was fun facts about them. It was like a version of Two Truths and a Lie. And one of the uh, questions was, was whether Vinny had fallen off a vehicle got stuck in an elevator a bit by a dog. And Bree says, I know you fell off a vehicle. And I got so nervous because I'm like, <laughs> is too. this going to be something? Vince is going to be like, what does that mean? You're disrespecting me. I don't know. But then he laughed <laughs> when they revealed the answer, which is that I can't even remember what the answer was, but falling off a vehicle was a truth, was a truth. So he laughed and really uh, heavily too. So I'm like, okay, this is good. But how is she supposed to learn when this is an example, I would think, and he wasn't mad, you know? That's why they're going to keep on fighting about this. <laughs> so uh, it's starting to seem like this is uh, 95% on Vince. 
Oh, it's definitely <laughs> on Vince. It's definitely on Vince. But I do think going back to that champagne part, it was the embarrassment and wanting to impress her that just made it worse, I think. But who knows? Um, his mom doesn't speak English, it seems, but she answers in like Spanglish, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I liked their friends and family visit the most, but it could also be because it was family. Um, it was just very relaxed. It was very fun. And I was into the games as much as they were. I was trying to guess too, even though I don't know these people. So um, at the end of it all, his mom says, welcome to the family. And I think it was a success. I agree with you that this was my favorite friends and family visit, probably because it was family and the moms were meeting each other and everybody was getting along and having fun. And I thought it was really sweet that Brianna was trying with the Spanish. Yeah. 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 Because I, I mean, I know people always say when you get married, you get married just to your partner. But to some extent, I know it's prevalent in our culture. You are in some way getting married into the family. So it's just easier if you get along. So some effort is required, you know? So plus I still think Priyana and Vincent are my favorite couple. <laughs> They're everybody's favorite couple. <laughs> They're my sweetheart right now. So in the middle of the episode, actually towards the beginning of it, there's a girl meetup and a guy meetup. For the girls, it is Brianna, Haley, and Clara. <laughs> they say something about, oh, is Virginia gonna be late again? <laughs> And then Clara said she was just in Savannah. And I was like, okay, was she just in Savannah or is she still in Savannah? Is she late or is she in Savannah? <laughs> I, I guess she was in Savannah because she never did come. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clara asked the other girls, I'm sorry, her friend and her, her friend's husband got sick. I assume that means that they popped positive on their COVID test that they needed to film. Um, <laughs> can they swing by her housewarming party? Uh, and they say yes. And then they say, also, oh, I don't know if Paige is coming. If it's just the three of us, it's just the three of us. Which, <laughs> which is funny, Aid, because you remember um, the whole thing was they care about Paige, they're worried about Paige and all that, but you don't know if she's coming, if she's not. I just thought it was too casual for someone two weeks ago. You were saying, like, I'm doing all this because I care so much about her. I think at this point, everybody knew that Chris and Paige were done. <laughs> They didn't even address it, though. Nobody acted like. Exactly. And the lack of surprise, oh, Paige is not here to film this TV show about how we're all married. There's a group text. We know these people have each other's phone numbers. (laughs) They know. Clara says they're having a fiesta. And then she says that that she and Ryan had a little tiff. It was two of her best friend's birthday yesterday. They they were hanging out together. They offered him a jello shot, and he said no. But she's like, well, my friends, when you say no to the jello shot, you're you're really don't mean no. You're just supposed to like they're just supposed to keep on asking until you say yes. But he really, you know, speaks English <laughs> and is a grown ass man. So when he said no to the jello shot, he meant it. And I love how all the other ladies were like, Yeah, yeah, you just act like you don't want the jello shot. But then you take the jello shot up. That's ridiculous. I was <laughs> In this part, I'm team Ryan because I personally don't like when people force people to drink. If they say no, just take it at that and move on. She, and it's not like he wasn't drinking at all. He just didn't want a jello shot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's like, he's built it up in his head that me and my friends are partying constantly. He must be on the group chat with, with Eric. And he's like, what, what if I have Virginia? Clara's like, but it was a birthday party. But he did come back. 
Um, but I'm, you know, he's like, maybe I'm just not super comfortable and drinking with people who I haven't met before, but that's weird to her. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think these women think drinking is a personality or something. I don't know. They, they're really serious about it. I think the craziest thing is A, the mismatch and B, this came up at the bachelorette party where they were all concerned about the drinking habits of their future groom. And I can't believe it has come up in like multiple <laughs> relationships. And yet, Clara's going to tell us that they agree on everything. Why? <laughs> what do we disagree on? I wonder what. <laughs> Brianna's assessment of how things are going for her, she's like, I expected smooth sailing. She's like, either we're going to fall madly in love or it's going to be hopeless. Um, she's like, but instead, it's like, I really like him. I see why we're matched. And now I have to, like, grow in love with this man. She likes everything about him, though. So... That was kind of a good grown-up assessment. Yeah, and realistic, too, really. <laughs> Haley says that she's on a roller coaster. I don't understand why she's on a roller coaster. Um, she's like, Jake is stable, and I do like him, and we're working on it. They're doomed. <laughs> she's on a downward sled, talking about a roller coaster. You putting my man on a roller coaster, you're just going down on your own. But when she said, I do like him, I was like, huh? Where? <laughs> have you told him? When have you told him? <laughs> Um, Brie talking about Haley and Jake says that she's surprised by their progress and she's proud of them and she can see them working it out. I'm like, oh, you can see something I can't see. When she said she was surprised, I was like, we surprised too, girl. I don't know. (laughs) Clara says that she and Ryan haven't had sex. She's like, for the first couple days, we didn't kiss. They took it very, very slow. Then Claire has, I hate to call them this, Olivia splotches. She does. I was going to say that. She does. She says, I don't want to pressure him into saying or doing anything too early. And Clara says she feels like he's waiting for the rainbow and the butterflies and the sex all at once. And she appreciates him waiting, but she does feel like we are emotionally connected. So I don't understand all of it. My only one comment is, Clara's confessional look bothers the heck out of me because I don't know who did her makeup or anything, but it doesn't match her neck. Her (laughs) face is whiter or paler. Like, I don't know, the foundation is not matching because everyone knows when you do your makeup, you try to make sure that it matches all the way down to your neck. So I'm just like, who let her go on TV like this? But yeah. Did you notice, so now she has a new confessional and her demeanor is a little bit more perked up than her Vegas confessional, but there's still kind of that defeated thing you were talking about. Um, I took notes, but I didn't have perked up on there. <laughs> I mean, marginally perked up. Mm-mm. I had pissed off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there, because I'm like, Clara just looks like, when is this season over? Like, I, I So, but yeah. I felt like this meetup wasn't that substantive um but yeah it was a nice enough meetup yeah so now we'll talk about the boys meetup um they all meet up minus chris uh ryan kicks off the conversation asking their favorite part about getting married Vinny, without hesitation says the home cooked meals again which is nice because brie told us that she don't like to cook and the fact that she's pescatarian she's made it work that's good news and that's really good and then vin says that um they're bonding also that he enjoys that so Jacob pipes in that Brianna is not a drinker, right? 
because our wives are drinkers. <laughs> um, I don't think I knew that about Haley, but after he said it, all of a sudden I saw it. <laughs> Did you notice that about Haley? Uh, no, I hadn't noticed it, but I mean, I didn't. It's just so hard when your comparison is Virginia. I'm like, nothing Haley did in this episode is Virginia level. I thought it was. I just thought I was so focused because they'd labeled her. Again, this is why perception is reality. They, she's already got the thing like she's a quote unquote, she drinks too much. Not, I don't want to call her an alcoholic because I'm not Chris. But that she drinks a lot. So that's all I focused on. But the minute um, Jacob said, um, our wives are drinkers, and I thought about Haley. And then every scene afterwards, I'm like, huh. He has a point. I thought it was about the same level, but hey. <laughs> um, he, but the problem is Virginia drinks as a hobby and as a lifestyle and as a personality. I'm thinking Haley probably drinks to make it through the day being with Jake because she doesn't really like him. But I find it interesting. Again, we've talked about it that no one questioned Chris's absence. They didn't even address it at least the ladies were like is Paige coming they didn't even act like anything but like Aid said they probably knew already Jake says that he's scared that that his biggest fear is that they make a connection too late and she's all into him and he's not and he doesn't want to be the jerk that hurts her did you think that that made sense or that was like a random interesting fear I actually thought of Sam and Neil was that his name mm-hmm I can see where Jake might be concerned about that. I think at this point, that's the only thing he gets to be concerned about. He can't be, uh, as in, he's really into her, she's not into him. He's like, well, I wonder how long I can be into someone who's not into me. And what yeah. if they, like, I think, I actually think it's a pretty logical fear. Yeah, I think it's valid. I just thought it was like, wow, who, thought, who thinks about that? Like, you know, she's just going to miss out on a good thing because I'll be gone. But I actually secretly hope that happens. But moving on. Ryan says that he is slow to trust people. And Vin says, he's, he's telling us that Ryan is super serious and this could be holding him back and that's going to be a problem. And he thinks it'll be an issue for Clara. And that's pretty much all that happened um, at the meetup. But like Aid said, it wasn't really anything special. But yeah, it was good to see all of them together. I think they have a different dynamic without Chris? Because I think earlier we had said like this group this season have a weird vibe, but without Chris, did you think it was any different or about no, the same? No, they still don't seem... Maybe it's retrospect, but like the group meetups last year, everybody seemed so much friendlier and more relaxed. Like they're not really... They're, they're not clicking as friends. I think what it is is the guys this season are kind of uptight. <laughs> like the only chill person is Vinny, but you tell him that he, that's so Vinny, he gets mad. So everyone's just like on edge. But the guys last season, Bennett, hey, strippers are not my thing, but we're here. I'll make the best out of it. Woody, enough <laughs> said. Miles, enough said. Even Henry, crack a joke here or there. And then, well, we're not going to talk about Brett. But yeah. So there's a difference, but this season everyone's like, so I don't even know what that means. I just made that sound, but yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> and we'll see how the season progresses. They're going to be meeting up a few more times. They're going to go on the whoever's left at that point will go on the the couples retreat. <laughs> yeah, 
the maybe idea. they'll get along better by then or they'll just be more relaxed maybe they should start drinking i don't know um right <laughs> so our next couple is virginia and eric they start off the episode with virginia like packing up some stuff packing a bridesmaid's dress i actually thought they were going to the wedding together and then we find out that virginia has a wedding to go to and Eric has his brother's wedding the same weekend, so they can't go to the weddings together, which is a little sad. You think, okay, yeah. you get married, you have dates to weddings at minimum. <laughs> so Eric is taking care of the dog while she's out of town. He runs into Ryan. They talk about the dogs because um, Ryan is walking Clara's dog. Which is nice. Eric is um, talking about how they're like figuring each other out. They're getting along well. Eric says it's harder for her because she hasn't been in a relationship before. Um, <laughs> or the type of relationships that he's been in. I don't know what he means by that. Eric is like when she's doing something and he just wants to come up to her and be affectionate, it annoys her. And he worries from time to time about that. Then Eric meets up with a friend. Ryan just doesn't say much of anything. Like Ryan's kind of like, yeah, everything's fine. We're getting used to each other, the dog. Um, after that... What? Sorry. I was going to say, well, he says his usual. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I guess because, like, um, Virginia's gone for the weekend. Eric has to talk to his friend. Like, I feel like they had to do some filler things. And, like, yeah. meeting up with Ryan and stuff was filler for the time when Virginia was gone. Yeah. So, Eric meets up with his friend whose name I never found out. And he starts talking about how... Their connection was strong from the start, but she's a party girl. She likes to go out with friends. She's very independent. He's like, can just give me an update. Um, he said, being away for four days is like a good test. I want her to miss me. Friend says he's more on, um, he's more on Virginia's side. She needs to know you're not trying to change her. Help her understand that in a way that makes her feel comfortable. And you can't talk down to her. Mm. that is exactly the reason why friends are great because they know you (laughs) (laughs) and he even says like he needs to make sure he doesn't turn this into a coaching session (laughs) on the money on the money that comment was deliberate it's like how do I say this without saying this like you know how you sound Eric (laughs) you know if if Ryan is a person who like always speaks so that his thoughts match his words, I'm not. I think Eric is the opposite of that. There's just a, a way that he speaks. First off, it's so repetitive. Like I feel like everything that he said to his friend, that he said to Ryan, he just repeats the same stuff over and over again. Funny you said that, Aid. I wrote down a question where I was like, "Do you think Eric has a practice speech and he does it every day in front of the mirror? How are you doing? Oh my God, we're so good. We're good." We're so good. The physical, the connection. We're good right from the beginning. It's always been there. But you know, there's certain things. He says the same damn thing. My dude, take a minute, process your feelings, calm down, <laughs> and stop giving us a coaching session. <laughs> and then he talks about how her dad said she's got a lot of walls. There are walls you have to break down. Um, and he wants to ask her, like, do you want to go back to your life? You were happy then. Like, we could do that if you don't want this. Um, and then he says, like, that'll be the absolute demise of their relationship. Um, if anything causes us to end, it will be, like, Virginia's need for independence. 
or your controlling nature. That could be the other one. <laughs> oh man. When you're done, we'll talk about it. Cause I don't, I don't think he's entirely wrong. He's not entirely wrong, but he, he, you can, each episode with them, you can go back and forth. This, uh, let me, let me, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So Virginia comes back into town. She looks miserable when she walks in. She sure does. Oh my God, he's still here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's so sweet. He's like, I've done everything for the party. Like, I assume she had to come right back to town and then film this whole party thing, which is kind of a lot to ask of a person. Um, she thanks him for watching the baby all weekend. And then Eric Eric kind of has to say something. He's like, oh, she's a different dog with me. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, she's so well behaved with me. And then Virginia squeals at the dog and the dog gets like, I guess, a little barky. And he's like, see, see, you get her all riled up. <laughs> I was like, you are telling this woman how to handle her dog. Even, even I know, don't do that. Yeah. It's like parenting. You don't tell people about their kids. Like, just let it be. You didn't have to get a dig in. Eric was very open. He's like, I was worried. And my worry was like, you're going to be with all your closest people, like all your besties. Like, are you going to miss me? And Virginia was like, well, you wanted me to be constantly communicating with you. And he says, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> we talked every hour or two. <laughs> I don't die. I was like, I screamed. No, why did you scream? Because uh, every hour or two. Let me tell you this, though. I can understand this, but this poor guy just wants reassurance. That's just what it is. And it sounds like a lot, but I've dated people. And I'll tell you the difference between when I'm into them and when I'm not. An hour or two is not that much when you're into someone. When you're really into someone, all you can think about a lot, especially in the new stage, what, it's day 14 for them? You just want to talk to them all the time. And it's not like you're having deep conversations. You're just like, hey, what you up to? Like, how are you doing? So honestly, I don't think that's outrageous. It sounds outrageous, like you're smothering. But when you're into someone, I promise you it's not. It is, though, when you're, this is the part that gets me. You are a bridesmaid in a wedding. It's not that, like, you're not going to have your phone with you and be checking in quite frequently. But you're a bridesmaid at a wedding. Like, there is no way that you can maintain that level of contact while you're, like, running around doing wedding stuff. All four days? At least two of the four days. I don't know. If she can drink, she can text. That's all I'm saying. I can't. I'm sorry. I I cannot. I cannot. (laughs) Every hour, that's too much. (laughs) Um, I... In my opinion, that is too much. The look on Virginia's face, I think she thinks is too much, too. Oh, of course. She thinks gogging you from behind is too much. Like, (laughs) I think it's cute. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, there's always a difference. What do they say? The difference between stalking and whatever it is, is whether you're into the guy or not. (laughs) So... I think when when you're not into someone, everything they do is annoying and too much. And she's just not that into him. Okay. Um, so then they're, they're having their party. Lane and Cole are her two best friends. He says he's excited to meet them. And she's like, I feel like you're not. I was like, Virginia, <laughs> leave this man alone. He, he said he's excited to meet them. You, you leave him alone. But Virginia's like, what if you don't like them? And he's like, I got along with everybody. 
I don't even know why I'm laughing. <laughs> you you almost got into fisticuffs last week with Chris. You get along with everybody. <laughs> oh man. Eric doesn't strike me as very self-aware. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I put thought into that. I do think he's insecure, but yeah. She asked him if he's got beer because you know that's the most <laughs> important thing. And this man says, I took care of everything. Um Oh, Virginia has a new interview look with a hat. I'm not sure if I like it or not. It reminded me of Kyle from Real Housewives of Beverly. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm with you. I was looking at it like, is it cute or is it not? I don't know. I almost wanted to be like, take it off. Let me see what it looks like off. And then put it back on. Let me see. (laughs) She's looking at the food and she's like, this food is the best when you're hungover as crap like I am. Then the friends arrive. They hug. They meet. Virginia says, everybody get a tequila shot. And she says, I don't know if we can be friends if you won't take a tequila shot with me. And then she relays that on nights out, her friends have said, we can only take three shots with you. So she's like, so I just take the shots by myself and then I drink too much because I know that, that I'll use up my limit with them. Girl! Oh my gosh. Ah. <sighs> Um, the, they all sit around, all the friends. It was very cute. Um, Virginia, I mean, Eric says that he wants her to grow out of that a little bit. Um, the drinking. Um, they talk about how Eric's an introvert, which I was like, is Eric, that's actually news, but it makes sense. They talk about, like, him playing guitar, and he, she says, he hasn't played guitar for me. Um, they talk about the name of his band and that his hair used to be super long. It, that was a nice little like that's a it was. his friend was really like the best yes because like, he made him put him in a good light yes that's what friends are for yeah so eric goes off for a one-on-one with one of virginia's best friend and they play the doom music <laughs> <laughs> they heighten the tension and the friend talks about how there's the five of us he lists all five of their names we go out every weekend uh, she's one of the like best women he knows. She can take care of herself. Um, try your best to not come off as controlling is the advice for the friend. <laughs> I have thoughts. I um I have I feel like I think Virginia really likes Eric, but she does not. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk to him every one to two hours. She thinks she thinks he's controlling. I think she thinks that's probably the only issue she has with him. So she's like, if we could just solve that, I could really like this guy. But I don't know if that's solvable. I have thoughts. Go ahead, share them. <laughs> My thoughts, first of all, about the conversation. When he said they wanted to talk, I truly thought he was going to be like, you have nothing to worry about. I'm not interested in her like that. He did not do any of that. When he was telling her she's a great girl, she's independent, she's one of the best girls, I'm like, Eric must be dying inside. <laughs> like, do you like her? Like, why are you saying this? But when he kept saying, try not to be controlling, try not to do this, what is Virginia supposed to do? Eric should do this. Eric should do that. What is Virginia supposed to change or do? Like, this is like a situation where it's like, Eric, do this, Eric, do that. But what does Virginia have to do on her end? I don't think that was addressed. And as her friend, he should be more in a position to tell her what to do instead of telling her husband, who he just met today, what to do. Well, we have had friends, like how... Well, you're right. Telling not the husband. Well, I mean, okay, you're right. But overall, though, I do think that she's checked out. She just seems like she doesn't want to be around him. I don't know what's changed. 
I mean, she was still touchy-feely, but I also feel like that's her nature. And I just read something recently that says no one fights for their man as as hard as someone who's already lost them. And I feel like Eric knows that he's losing her. And that's why he's just... I feel like he's scrambling, if that's the best word that I could use. He's trying to do everything to make sure that it works. But I don't know if it's savable at this point. Because, like you said, that only... That him being controlling might be the only thing. But I think the life stage thing is a thing, too. Her wanting to be... to have space or be away from him I think that's pretty major too yeah it's um I'm I'm thinking like is that the only thing or are there more things but it's also like if that's it's I it's this it's not as if this the space and the controlling exists separately for the drinking like the drinking is part of the continuum you know what I mean yeah and she just has they both have different ideas of what a marriage should be because I agree with Eric that I just think she I don't know what she defines marriage as. Because I think she still feels like she should be able to do everything that she used to, which is, I'm I'm not saying like you should drastically change, but just allow for certain things. Just, I guess it's just like a compromise. I'm thinking about Bree saying, oh, I never do this, but I'm going to, you know, kind of do this. Clara also compromising, but Virginia feels like nothing in my life should change, you know? And she doesn't seem to express, I don't know, like a strong feeling for where he fits in. I do, like, there are moments where I just think they really like each other, so I still have hope for them. But, yeah, they got stuff to overcome. And he asks her friend, like, did she do this for the right reasons? Mm. Which I think is a, once you're asking if they're doing things for the right reasons, that's like not, that's not good. I think he really just wants to understand why did she think she was ready for marriage and he just came out and came out completely wrong. Because in everything that she said, if she was passionate about maybe some core values which we've never heard about as she is about drink like we've heard so much about the drinking that I'm just like, okay, what else do you care about? You want to drink the drinking. It's the drinking crew. I think that's the other part that I can't really like like, we're such a strong, tight friend group. I find that all a bit strange. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, Not that the friend group exists, but the level of attachment. Attachment, yeah. Unless one of you guys is going to marry the other one. That Like, it, it's a little... It's immature. It's, I don't know. It speaks to not being ready for that next stage of life. Yeah, because at this point, it sounds like your friend group is more important than your marriage because you speak so much about the friend group you speak so much about drinking and you speak so much about space wanting space where exactly like you said does he fit in so yeah they have to figure that out good luck to that eric talks about how he really likes them he really glad he met them and then they end with like a big group hug at the end of their party so they ended on a positive note we'll see what the future holds for the two of them Uh uh-huh all right you guys <laughs> I have no words, but we will go right into Paige and Chris. I think my issue with Paige and Chris right now is I said I was done with Paige like at the end of last episode, and in some ways I am. There's a purpose to this show. There's a reason the show exists, and these two are now just here for like their own personal purposes. I, I will get into those as they air, but they are here for ratings and entertainment. That's all they're here for. That's the only reason why they keep on showing them. Tane, what do you think? 
I'm sick of a maid. I am sick of this thing. We are forcing stuff. We are stretching stuff now at this point. The marriage is supposedly done. I don't, I want Paige to go away and heal. I want Chris, I never want to see him on my screen again. So, yeah. So, <laughs> we did see them on our screen. We start with Chris meeting with his pastors. Just, Why are you laughing, Aid? I'm just like, <laughs> have some respect, put some respect on the pastor's name, Aid. Oh, sorry, pastors. Have we met uh, Pastor Michael before? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either, because I'm like, where did he come from? <laughs> I think he was at the wedding. Um, he sits down with them. He says he hasn't talked to them since the honeymoon. He tells them about this decision to want to get a divorce. And I'm like, in all this time, you haven't sent a text to your pastoral council about your... <clears throat> okay. <laughs> then the pastor's like... He's like, well, Chris is down. He's like, I have big news. And they're like, oh, they're having twins. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> they're dumb. <laughs> Day 14. How are they going to know they're having twins already? <laughs> I mean, I assume it was a joke. But even then, maybe it's because I'll give them this. We know more about the situation, supposedly, than they do. Therefore, we cannot take any humor in what was probably meant as a joke. But uh, anyway. <sighs> He's like, no, this week he asked for a divorce from Paige. <laughs> they were shocked. <laughs> and then he goes into like, well, when she came down the aisle, it was awkward at the altar. He wasn't fully attracted to her, but he figured that sex makes you one, intertwines the souls. If you really believe that, Chris, <laughs> how many people have you slept with? And has your soul intertwined with any of them? <laughs> so, so why would you think this one? He's <laughs> dumbass. Um, the sex was going to make me magically attracted to her and it didn't happen. And then he skips over the part where they had sex the morning after the wedding, but okay. He absolutely did. Then he says that Wednesday morning, his fiance told him that she was pregnant. After that, he figures he wants to like work things out with his child's mother. <laughs> Pastor Blue Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> they shall be referred to as Pastor Blue Shirt and Pastor Pinstripe because... I don't actually remember their names. Pastor Blue Shirt is like, he has a mixture of emotions. He's like, one is your friend. One is your pastoral direction. You are moving in the right direction, marrying Paige. Subtext, they didn't like the, the old one. They, they didn't like her. I don't know why they didn't like her, but they didn't like her. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Because I didn't think about that, but that's true. Because it said moving in the right direction, meaning that you came from the wrong direction. So. And you don't know Paige well enough to know that she's the right direction. Chris barely knows Paige. <laughs> you have to be that bad that a stranger was better. <laughs> They're like, you're going to have to learn commitment. You went before God and made a covenant until death do us part. Your wife now trumps whoever you were with before. Your kid will be fine. You don't have to be obligated to be this <laughs> Chris is like, well, I want to focus on my responsibilities as a father. Pinstripe Pastor says, you can do it better with Paige. Wow. Once again, these people do not know Paige. It was so confusing. They then say he's embarrassing his family and her family. Let's be clear here. Chris is only embarrassing himself. And then they say it's immature to leave so soon. Paige is an upgrade. 
she, her family, her faith, the person that she is, her finances, her education. Black Suit says, I'd like for him to play the course, be all open-minded, to fully say I gave this relationship time to grow. The longer this conversation went on, the more I'm like, have you asked Chris what Paige thinks of any of this? (laughs) How can we even entertain this council when no one... There's no mention of, does Paige want to hang out with you while you uh, parent this other, like. Yeah. Like, what does she think? Where does she stand? It was just, can I also say that black suit, Pastor Michael, he just looked shady. He had no eye contact. He was just talking and looking. I don't know what he was looking at. So I don't know. I could not make a judgment on these two because they are friends with Chris. So (laughs) from the moment they appeared on my screen, I was like, you know, I mean, and that pastor already put me off last time. So. Yeah, true that. They still, I mean, they were very high on Paige. Like, they're like, she's a diamond. They are rare. Let's consider Paige. Consider her feelings. Consider everybody involved. Be mindful of the people that will be hurt. And he says, I'm walking away, and I'm sorry if I caused any damage. Then he says, with all due respect, the eternal sign that you're about to be an ass, I'm really done with this conversation. He pulls out his phone. Pastor Blue Shirt says it's a very selfish decision. Pastor Blue Shirt and Pastor Black Suit. <laughs> At that point, I'm just calling it them for my own entertainment. Um, they um, both refer, I think, to Chris's maturity, which Jake also did in Unfiltered, which comes up, I think, over and over again, that Chris is very immature to everybody around him. That's the assessment they give. Yeah, it's clear to see. I also think he's emotionally unintelligent. He doesn't absorb stuff the way most people do. Like his comprehension is different. Because you listen to conversations and then his defense and you're just like, what are you on, Chris? Like, I don't get it. I don't get how he processes stuff. I don't get it either. I don't really care to understand either. I just, just go. <laughs> but um, do, you, do we know where they were? I was trying to figure out what location where they were it was like oddly furnished they are shooting chris and Paige's scenes in like airbnbs or something or like production studios so chris with the pastors included yeah they're not in the apartment that everybody else has even their um session with pastor cal i wasn't sure if that was the in the apartment either i think they're just like using production spaces oh okay i could be wrong where do you think it is I had no idea. I was trying to see what was in the back and it was furnished like, well, Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live Clubhouse. And I was just looking at all the knickknacks that were behind them and I just couldn't, I was like, what could this be? It had to be like an office somewhere. So I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it if you had any idea. So Chris calls Paige and is like, what are you doing? I'm kind of busy. I'm like, you're busy standing in front of a television camera waiting for him to call you. That's what you're busy doing. And he wants to know if she's available to have a brief conversation with him and his ex-fiance and the mother of his child. Right when this happened, I was like, please make this stop. Like, this really needs to be over. I was annoyed with Paige. Yeah, because if they're not going to be together, what exactly is the point of the conversation besides ratings? It just... The other question, eight. why don't we ever see Paige's family? Like, Chris's family has been heavily involved and we've seen his friends and all that. Why... Does Paige not get that support from her family? Like her talking to her family and all that stuff. I don't know. I wonder if her family, 
this is my hope and prayer. Her family is in her head telling her to run, 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 run. We're not doing this on camera. Run, 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 run. (laughs) Because they're here for page. They're not here for ratings. Yeah. So Paige says, like, one minute you want a divorce, then you're whispering things in my ear. And then she says she'll pray about it and get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay. Again, not speaking on anyone's faith, but good on her. Because for how much faith she put into this is what God had ordained. And if if that happened to me and it was like a shit marriage, my faith would be shaken. I'm like, I'm not praying. Because last time I prayed, this is what I got. So... (laughs) Paige's faith is strong. So she says she needs to time to think about things, process how she's feeling, and she needs to check if she's protecting her peace and soul. He's like, you don't want to if you don't have to. She's like, I know. <laughs> um, so they do the beat up. Um, and before they go in, Paige says she really wants to know where the fiance's mind is. And she says she's freely, she's freely given up a lot of her power to Chris. And it's time to take that back. So Paige sits down. The two of them sit down. And she goes, you guys look jazzy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Paige is like in jeans. <laughs> and they're coming all. It was a Sunday. Maybe they came from church. I don't know. <laughs> I think Paige, it's, it's a power move to underdress. Every time we've seen Paige, she has been dressed to the nines. For her to show up looking hot in some jeans and a shirt, and then to show up looking like that is her way of saying, like, you guys are not that important. <laughs> I'm not dressing up for you. And we all know that Paige is perfectly capable of looking very, very nice. <laughs> so they all smile awkwardly at each other. In the, like, interview or whatever, Paige says she has her reservations about Mercedes being pregnant. She hasn't seen a pregnancy test, a sonogram, never heard about any doctor's visits. So to me, how are you even 100% sure? So she asked Mercedes, like, oh, how are you feeling? And Mercedes is like, oh, I'm seven weeks. Then Mercedes says, first and foremost, she has no ill feelings towards Paige. Why would you? Why would you? (laughs) (laughs) But thanks, though. (laughs) You could have them if you want to, but you still wouldn't be entitled to them. I'm not going to lie. I was just just uh, judging her for dating someone like Chris, to be honest. <laughs> Paige has, Paige says she doesn't have any questions. She's like, oh, I'm just here for your questions. And she said, oh, you know, I'm really confused. It's a lot of confusion. And she asked her like, oh, did you know about the process? Like that he was getting married? She's like, oh, I found out he was, you know, married after I told him that I was pregnant. And she said, shocking was an understatement. Paige, I can only imagine. (laughs) She's like, yeah, that was only seven weeks ago that y'all had your moment and bam, he's married. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do you believe that she found out? I, if you know Chris, I don't know about your relationship with the truth. So I have no idea. I'm not taking it at face value though. Yeah, I agreed. Chris says, you know, my intention for this meeting is that there not be any drama. I just want there to be clarity, clear the air, because this is my wife and this is the mother of my child. What nonsense is that? <laughs> Paige says she has nothing to hide. And Mercedes is like, I'm just still trying to process it. It's, it's one day at a time, though. It's a lot, though. Mercedes knows the phrase of this show, though. <laughs> Mercedes is like, I had a lot of anxiety. 
Paige is like, this whole situation has been very confusing. The timeline of things, you sign up to be married. What Paige is trying to ask is, so when did y'all really last sleep together? Because that's what the rest of us want to know, too. Yeah. She says she can't imagine how Chris feels. She's not in his shoes, but he told her that his fear was falling in love with with her and making it through. And, you know, she's like, I was willing to work through things. I didn't see anything wrong with being a bonus parent. She's like, at one point, it was my fear that I could have been pregnant as well. Mercedes said, she, she slid that in so good. Even I was like, wait, she was pregnant before the show. And then it took me a moment. I was like, oh, wait, she means by him. Nice, Paige. Nice. <laughs> and Mercedes tells us in an interview, well, Chris said they were intimate, but someone being pregnant, that's a whole different type of intimacy. He didn't tell me about that. Yes, because he a liar. <laughs> also, what does that mean? When she said that's a different kind of intimacy. Pregnancy is through sex. Sex is intimacy. What is the different kind of intimacy? The condom versus the no condom, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (laughs) So Paige is like, "Um, I'm not. I'm good now. But that was a thought. Mercedes says this is embarrassing. Uh, there's a lot. Okay, Paige said she got the short end of the stick. Chris says that his intentions were pure as well. They talk about how a baby is a blessing and she was willing to support him and da 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 and um, him not wanting to raise his child in a separate household. And that's when Mercedes is like, oh, me and him working out, that's not my intentions at all. <laughs> Paige is like, if those two aren't reconciling, then why are we getting a divorce? <laughs> Paige says, I'm not here for any games, and she feels like she's been robbed of an experience. Oh, gosh, it just goes on for forever. So she tells Mercedes that, for me, this relationship no longer serves me. I just met you. You're beautiful, by the way. Paige is like, I'm at peace with this whole situation. There's more awkward silences. Chris is irritated because Mercedes and Paige are sort of, at this point, kind of like, I wouldn't say ganging up on him. They're talking about him while he's like, he's not there. (laughs) Paige is just, Paige in the interview after is just the happiest you've ever seen Paige in these past two weeks. (laughs) Paige is like, he is probably embarrassed. I'd be upset too if the woman I'm supposed to run back to denies me on national television. Nope, that's not happening. Joke's on you. Then we go back to Chris and he's like, I didn't do this because I have impure motives because I don't respect you. Because Paige is basically like, he did not have pure motives. She also says something about everybody's made investments. Like she was getting her digs in there. They were very subtle, but they were were going in there. Oh no, I was just going to say, because if you remember, um, Pastor Cal and Paige have said that even though if seven weeks truly is the last time they had sex, they were already knee deep into the process by then, so... Yeah, so Chris and his pure intentions, whatever. There's definitely no pure intentions there. And because Chris is immature, he doesn't know how to end things like a grown-up. So instead, he's like, I can't wait to eat food tonight, order food, read my Bible. Today is Sunday, catch up on my games. I'm like, do you know you actually have to like take the lessons that you learn in the Bible and go out in the world and do them? Because there's <laughs> there's been no evidence of that. Yeah. Chris says Paige has been rude. Mercedes is like, this is not cute. Um, Mercedes is like, um, and she's talking about Chris. Mercedes is like, she has not been rude. She's been very respectful and nice. (laughs) 
Chris is like, I get that, but we're not going to paint the situation as if I've mistreated her the whole time. I've been very honest and respectful towards her. And I don't feel like the respect is being reciprocated at this point. So then we get another... Chris is the only person in the history of this show who has managed to have yet another woman apologize for his behavior. Because then Mercedes apologizes for Chris. And Paige says, when things get challenging, Chris dips out. <laughs> and Paige says, you know, I'm walking away and I'm okay with that. This is truly was the happiest we've ever seen Paige. What did you think of this whole thing? I thought it was pointless. Oh, so pointless. <laughs> so pointless from the beginning when uh, Chris kept saying... I wanted them to have a conversation to clear the air. I'm like, what is being cleared exactly? Do you have any idea what he meant or what he was trying to clear? No, I, the whole time I was like, why are they having this meeting? The only good thing that came out of this meeting is I feel like Paige got to feel a certain way. Yeah. But I'm not sure if the juice was worth the squeeze. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think Paige got to, it was the closest that Paige would get to closure. She got to say everything. I think a little bit of her was curious to see what Mercedes looked like and to just actually have a face to the name or, yeah. So that's a good part about it. But on his end, on her end, I'm not quite sure what, if I was Mercedes, I would not subject myself to this, which is why I'm more inclined to believe that it was just for the clout. Because I'm like, what is worth all of this? Plus you have a baby in you. I'm not sure she's pregnant. There's a part of me who thinks this entire thing was cooked up so Chris could just exit the show. I don't disagree with you. I try so hard um, to avoid spoilers, but I did see somewhere that they were on vacation together. I just quickly left because so I don't figure out if she's looking because she should be showing by now. But I don't know all that part, but I know that they were on vacation together in Mexico. So they are together. So everything she said was a lie. Or maybe she didn't feel that way at the time. But So at this point, we're not going to entertain that Chris and Paige have ever gone back together. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm not surprised by anything. <laughs> but the previews are like, oh, next week, more Chris and Paige. And so it's like, what are, you, what are we doing this for? So that us, the viewer, can start to think that there might be something there? I mean, who knows? I, I just... I, at this point, I can't even believe that there's still there's still anything to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. And actually, yes, that was the question. The eternal question. I'm like, I don't know why Chris came here. I don't know why Mercedes came here. The only person I could see why they came was Paige. And I think she just, you know, like she said to that producer, she wants to just air all of Chris's stuff out. So she wanted to directly tell Mercedes everything. I slept with him. I might have been pregnant. Um... She wanted to put in there seven weeks ago, y'all had sex, right? Right? So, <laughs> But if you're Mercedes, what is your motive for coming on national television to do this hot mess? I because don't know. You, for, when she was saying, oh, I don't want to get back together with him, I didn't believe it. You have to have feelings for someone to subject yourself to this mess. Again, coming on TV in 2021 with social media and people already hate Chris, you have to know how he's going to look. And to come out there on your own, you have to care for the guy to do that. So, yeah. So our working theory is that Chris just wanted to get back with Mercedes and inventing a fake pregnancy is the way out? Yep, they talked about it. They probably had a fight. He decided to sign up. He didn't think he was going to get picked. He got picked and didn't know how to back out. And they both. And then his like, dick just kind of slid into her on accident. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where I'm like, Mercedes, 
what what is with Chris that makes women abandon all self respect? The dick. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they have said the more trash a person is, the better the dick. So I don't, you know. Okay, but I. My head is just spinning because I don't understand anybody's motivations. Yeah. And I don't I, care to watch it. I'd be perfectly happy not to see Chris and Paige ever again. Yeah. I think that's the that that's the weird thing is I think the producers think it's some kind of ratings thing, but everyone's sick of it. Like, it's not fun. Again, especially watching Paige go through this and keep allowing herself to be in this man's presence. He doesn't deserve it. Oh, also, I chuckled when Mercedes said, um, I have to count on God to get me through this. I was like, here we go. <laughs> Chris has a type. <laughs> so, I I really am running out of sympathy for Paige. I don't, listen. I'm glad she enjoyed this. I'm glad she had her moment. But I, I swear, I any other thing she does with this show, with Chris... I'm just going to look at her like you are preventing yourself from moving on with your life. Like, would it have been better for Paige to go on with her life? I don't know. Instead of shooting this scene? Yes. I think so. But here's the thing. We talk about this. We're saying it's ratings driver. But at the end of the day, eight weeks we've done this aid. Who have we spent the most time on? And on that note, let's stop. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Haley and Jacob. So, Haley's meeting up with her friend. If you remember, it's pretty Lauren. And she tells her that she had a roller coaster of emotions. We should have picked that word. If you're doing a drinking game, roller coaster of emotions for this episode, you'd have been drunk. And she tells her that after processing things, she realized that this was too much for her and she started backing off from Jacob. Lauren asks her why. And she goes, his obsession with the 80s and his clothes. Lauren says, um, it has to be more because all I'm hearing is he can't dress and that's not valid enough. Again, friends are great. <laughs> she, tells her, she tells her about the girls' night and how everything happened. And Lauren, and then Haley says that, yes, Jake has apologized multiple times and she does think that he cares. And Lauren seems to know that her friend ain't shit because she asks her, what are you going to do to make an effort and get through the... <laughs> get through the process because your biggest regret is going to be you didn't give it your all and you know you backed away and I think I realized that you know how I've always been saying that I don't like watching Haley being uncomfortable around Jacob I think Haley just always looks uncomfortable (laughs) she just looked like she was about to cry and she just looked like she didn't want to be there but again Lauren just keeps telling her just try um they have the friends and family visit. Again, it's friends. Um, Lauren is there again. And she tells him that, and Jacob has a friend, Dan, also. Lauren says she's excited for them. Dan asks, you know, what Jacob thought when he saw Haley walk down the aisle. Um, it was nice. Jacob is keeping them laughing. And then her friend asks if he had any expectations of his bride. Jake says he didn't have any real expectations because he's been in relationships where he thought everything was perfect, but they each had their own special disasters. And the friend was like, they did or you did? And Jacob was like, oh, let me tell you the stories. But he does think that, you know, after everything that they went through, 
they're on the same page, but he wants to get to know her better through her friends. And in a smooth move, he just pulled them aside, asked them if they want to have a, you know, taco, and then they go to the kitchen. And um, he again tells them what happened and how everything went down. They had intimacy. And then, you know, she started backing out and that led to a spiral. And he started wondering, is it me? What did I do? Her other friend, Caroline, is like, you know, she's not the most emotionally expressive. And I've known her since my freshman year of college. I've never known her to be in a relationship. Oh, she's tough. Um, Tough being that, I mean, she's like a commitment phobe. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, Caroline started and then realized that she's not saying good things about her friend and didn't know how to stop and kept digging the hole because the whole time she's looking at Lauren like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I saying? And Lauren was like, huh? So <laughs> she's like, am I betraying her? Lauren takes over and Lauren is like, oh, her reaction in previous relationships is to go the other way. And I'm like, what previous relationships? <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, Lauren is probably friend number one because I'm like, unless she meant situationships, but hey. And by the way, a, I hate hard taco shells. That's a no-no for me, which is what they were eating at the house. No one had great food. <laughs> well, those wings at Eric and Jacob's house look mm-hmm. really good. They, yes. had, they had pigs in the blanket too. I thought Eric and Virginia won the food challenge. Yeah. I thought I saw some queso and I was like, dang, I want some queso. Anyway. Yeah, and they were making spinach dip. Yeah, they, they had good food. So Dan is with Haley in the living room and he asked her, what do you think um, you guys have in common? And Haley says, um, we're dog people. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> but like 75% he- of America is dog people. So, you know, he's a good friend also. He tells her that he's a stand-up guy. And, you know, he also thinks that she's perfect and they're good for each other. That he's a direct guy. And sometimes he'll miss subtle cues. You just have to, you know, reel him in and get him there. But, yeah, I was like, Dan is a good friend. Um, Before Haley goes to Clara's house, they chit-chat in the kitchen. Like, Jacob being the man that he is, he's cleaned up the entire place after that. And then she thanks him for doing that. And she says, oh, let's go get a drink. And they sit down and they talk. And she asks, where were you at 28? (laughs) Jacob goes, it was actually interesting, but it just sounded like he rambled before he got there. How he got into bodybuilding. He used to work for... Was it a natural or herbal company? It was working for, they send people to promo their products outside the store. Yeah. And they said, oh, this is something you could get into. And he was like, sure, why not? And he reveals a little bit of himself saying that he's a hermit, but he does like to try new things. And then she asked him why he wears his watch with the face underneath his wrist. And he says to tell the time without being rude. (laughs) I don't know if it was being funny, but he said that's how it started. But funny enough, growing up in Nigeria, it was very common. I always so, feel like like older women were always the people I knew growing up who wore their watches like that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a man wear their watch that way. So I still don't know if he was serious or if he was joking because Jacob is always cracking a joke. Did so you that- notice that Jacob has a tendency to like 
recite things as a list. Okay, so I bought a house and it was going to be a quick flip. Like, there's no, um, maybe this is like a male-female thing, but there's no, like, uh, how you felt about anything during any of this. I think it's a Jacob thing. He speaks like his a PowerPoint presentation. Yes! And he's going through the bullet points. And now, next slide. (laughs) (laughs) It is such a difficult thing to try to get to know someone who, like, doesn't tell you, can recite their whole life story without telling you anything about how they feel about any of it. Even something as simple as, like, yeah, it really sucked to lose all that money when I tried to flip that house. Yeah. Or, yeah, I was, like, pounding the pavement, like, giving out flyers to everybody, like, buy this house. Like, there's just a way to tell a story where you're a part of the story. Jacob tells his own life story as if he wasn't there. <laughs> and he read it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's true. But um, they talk about boating. He says he likes boats. And then she says that she has a boater's license. So I guess you could add that to something they have in common, hopefully. And he just randomly asked if she's into Spartan racing. <laughs> Haley's just like, what about me? Looks like I'm into that. Like, no, I'm not. He goes, axe throwing? She goes, no. Like, I'm just scared that it's going. I think he was just looking for anything. But it was an awkward conversation. I don't, I, I know she was trying. <sighs> I don't think it was successful. And Correct. <laughs> they, end, they end the conversation with him saying, What were you doing at 28? And she goes, You're looking at it. <laughs> he got married to a stranger. But then she says it's good. And they kind of have a little moment. They do. But um I've been Team Haley and Jacob for a while, but I'm just like her actions are not matching what she's saying. I think she really does want to try and I commend her for it, but she does have to let loose. And I got to tell you for a split second, I did think Jacob might be onto something if she has feelings for somebody else. Why do you think that? This is going to be so random and this is why you shouldn't watch shows in tandem. In the current season of Married at First Sight Australia. There is a lady there whose story is she hasn't been in a relationship since she was 19. And then they had a confessions week. And she confessed that even though she hasn't been with someone, she has been intimate with the same guy the entire time, even though he's married. (laughs) But she's just had feelings for the person. So... Part of the reason why she hasn't been in a relationship is that she's had feelings for someone. It was unavailable. Yes, exactly. So for a split second, I don't have proof. I don't have anything. For a split second, I just thought Jacob might not be entirely off. She might have feelings for someone. And it's just like, am I doing the right thing? Should I open myself? Because she is holding back. So it's either that or the sex with Jacob was that bad. But I just failed to imagine that it was that bad. Jacob was hot this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that is it. And then the other thing was, have you seen that meme where they say the villain and then the true villain? Yes. In my brain, I'm like, the villain this season is Chris, but the true villain might be Haley. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I don't know where this couple is going to go. I want my guy to save himself and just be free, my guy. Because it has to be exhausting. She keeps saying, I want to try. 
but nothing about her, you know, her body language is saying that she wants to try. And that's not good for anybody's psyche. You want to be with someone that you think is into you. If not for his maturity, I, I don't know how long they'll go. So I might Yeah, just... I think they're pretty doomed. <laughs> but you know, this show surprises me every year. That's the joy of the journey. So we'll they will live to fight another day and we'll see what happens. This is true. I am hoping for a Karen and Miles thing for them, only for the sake of Jacob. I want it to work <laughs> out so bad for him, you know. <laughs> All right, we'll do our last couple, which is Ryan and Clara. So Ada's mentioned that, you know, he was walking her dog, which I thought was cute. I'm actually kind of bummed that her friends couldn't make it because I think it would have been interesting to see the dynamic um, between his friends and her friends. His friends come over. I think they're a couple. Yeah, they're together. They're married. Yeah, I thought they were married. Together. Yeah, Curtis and Alex are his friends. And Haley walks in with the biggest bottle of tequila ever. And then the first thing they decide to do is shots. Ryan, I think he was nice. He says, okay, I don't want to do one, but I'll do one for Clara. Just as she tells us that Ryan feels like he needs to be on guard at all times and he doesn't let himself open up. This is the first of the confessionals where I feel like she's just like, why am I here? Are we done? Like, I'm over this, <laughs> this crap. This man is just like not opening up. So, so Brie um, also shows up and she was there for just five seconds. And she's like, oh, I have to go because I have stuff to do with my husband. I also wondered, where's Virginia? Where was Paige? No, they weren't invited. Maybe this is when she went to the wedding. It might have been, but remember that Clara asked him to come at the um, brunch or whatever that they all went to, that Virginia wasn't there and Paige wasn't there. Yeah, she could have texted him. That's true. (laughs) So Bree says, um, (laughs) this is a confessional just as Bree's leaving. And she tells us that, you know, Clara is taking this wifely role seriously, which I didn't see for her, but it's cute. I love it. The shade. The shade, Brianna. (laughs) I think Brianna is very smart. So Brianna knows what to say. Like, if you remember when they were all going on about Paige and the first time when the news broke with Chris, um, she was just smiling. She didn't say anything. So, but you could tell, like, she feels like Clara has kind of lost herself. Like, Clara was so bubbly. And I feel like that energy is down a little, like, you know? But you said that she was a little perked up this episode, you think? Just in that one confessional. Oh, (laughs) she was so (laughs) defeated in what I call the Vegas confessionals, where she was, like, talking about Chris. Yes. I felt like in these new confessionals, she's perked up just a little bit. Okay. (laughs) But anyways... Um, yeah, I thought it was shade, but Brie did her best and said it in the best way. So Ryan and Curtis are talking, and Ryan says that he sees the difference in the lifestyle department, and he's trying to let loose and have fun, while Clara tells us that he is calculated. Calculated sounds like a bad word, but it is the best word to describe what she's saying. He's very measured. might have been a better word to use. Because mm-hmm. someone says calculated and you're just like, ooh, are they manipulative? What is it? But it's just, again, like we've said many times, he's very image conscious. So Curtis says that she's a blessing and she just needs to chip away at the calculated and measured and hopefully they'll meet somewhere in the middle. Clara tells them that, oh, well, she tells us that she's getting frustrated at the old man comments. And she truly just seemed pissed when she told us that. 
Because <laughs> for the hundredth time, Ryan is saying how he goes to bed at 9.30. And she tells the group that she's never seen her husband with his shirt off, which I think is strange. Oh, um, I mean, that to me, that literally blew me away. <laughs> it is. And then he works out every day. It's just very strange. And the friend is kidding and trying to defend him and is like, oh, he's just leaving stuff to the imagination. Clara is frustrated at this point. She says, it's interesting what he does and doesn't leave to the imagination. I'm like, ooh. And it's also weird, well, she tells us that they engage in some physical acts and not others. Which are uh, what kind of physical acts do you think they're engaging in? They're working for him and not working for her. It's just head. It, 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 I can't think of what else it could be. But then I'm like, if it is head, in fact, it's head. So he just leaves his shirt on and is like, which is so awkward. I'm like, this, <laughs> this is so strange. And I'm like, whatever you're doing, Clara is sexually frustrated. Like no one is forcing you to have sex with her, but <laughs> uh, you, you're, mm. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I know a bunch of people were wondering what is the physical. I was like, what else could there be? Could it be? But, the, it but the shirt part is what's throwing everybody off. Yeah, because I'm like, okay. Um, I, I hope he's not one of those. You know, there's certain Christians who, you know, whenever they have sex or they do anything, they feel guilty. There's even an episode of Sex in the City where every time he had sex, he went to take a shower. So I'm hoping Ryan is not that because he's very regimented. But Clara does tell us that she's sexually frustrated and hoping it doesn't take too long. And while I understand her frustration, Aid, it also has just been two weeks, unless she means she was frustrated before they got married. But they've only been married two weeks, you know? I don't think that's exactly, like, the longest of times. But I'm guessing maybe it's worse because of the acts they engage in. (laughs) Last week... I was like, you know, Clara, I understand you're sexually frustrated, but you can't force someone to have sex with you. Yeah. This week, there's a lot you can do before you have sex if you're not ready for sex. And it's a little, mm, no matter what is going on, it should not be one-sided. That's a bit of a problem. That's where I'm yeah. like, Clara, you're right. And that's like, Ryan, you did, that's not right. But what if Ryan is trying not to be a Chris? Maybe he hasn't been vocal about the fact that Clara is not 100% what he's looking for and he doesn't want to have sex with her. And then it turns out that you were not attracted to me and you had sex with me because he's very, we've talked about it. He thinks about everything that he does because that's my suspicion. And then the physical acts is a compromise. Like we're not having sex, but I'm giving you something. I don't think he's giving her anything. (laughs) Otherwise, she would not be running around saying this. You think so? Oh. But then she Claire's said... Claire's not getting off, okay? <laughs> okay, but then she said, whatever we're doing, we're good at it. So maybe she's giving herself props. Yeah. Oh, the plot thickens. Anyway, we don't I know what's going on, but don't look <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Haley was pretty much pointless, looking uncomfortable, saying nothing. So I don't know why she took her to be there. <laughs> And Maybe was instructed to be filler and she did her <laughs> job. She she she's known Clara what three weeks? What what could she contribute to this? Well, honestly, though, I was just thinking about it. Like, of all the friends that Clara had, there was none that was willing to come on television and test negative to be on for her. I'm assuming there's a time limit. Like, you have to identify the person a certain amount of time beforehand so that they can get tested. If they fail a test, like you don't have backup people. 
Well, you should have backup people because you, it's you should, but like these tests aren't free. <laughs> it's a whole production company. All the money they save by going to Vegas, use that. <laughs> I was listening to an interview with someone who's on another reality TV show, and it's like a multi-season reality TV show. And she said, everything that we did this season with all the COVID protocols took three times the amount of time that it did in previous seasons without the protocols. Yeah. So uh, I assume, like, yeah, that's why they have all these people who can't come to things um, because of COVID protocols. Yeah, I'll take it. I always say, like, I am just grateful that our reality shows are just airing because I, you know... People were worried about, you know, COVID and I was too, but I would not, I'll be lying if I said I didn't think about, man, what's going to happen to our reality shows. So I'm just grateful that something is airing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Tane, who has your bouquet for this week? It was a toss up between two. It was either going to be the friends of all the couples or Paige. And you know what? I decided to give it to Paige. I gave it to Paige because <laughs> because she got what she wanted off her chest. I think she did it with class. I think she handled it well. I still think she shouldn't have met up with them, but she did. And let's just deal with that situation. And she kept her cool. She said everything with a smile. She got in her digs with a smile. And it was great. I think that's great. I, I would actually, I'm glad you gave it to Paige so that I could give it to the friends. These are like <laughs> real friends. These yeah. aren't your fake ones. These are like honest people, not in any way unkind or bitchy or anything like that. But they were very honest with their friends. They gave good advice. They called their friends out on who they are. It was nice. Really enjoyed the friends. It really was. They were not Christina friends, for sure. They were selling their friends. Like they really, each one of them did everything that a friend is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So who has your burnt ashes for the week? You know, we've kept this away for the longest time but i can't take it anymore the burnt ashes is chris 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 all the way he's just awful yes and that reminds me that my burnt ashes are pastor blue shirt and pastor pinstripes Why? (laughs) i don't know why they came to talk this nonsense to chris and the fact that they are so willing to sell page as like the solution to all of chris's problems tells me that they know he ain't shit You know what? I agree because it's that trope of how a woman is going to solve the issue of a ancient man instead of him getting his shit together. She's going to be the solution, taking all the emotional labor. So, yeah, I'm with you, Aid. All righty. So we love getting reviews from you guys. Thank you so much to people leaving a review. And and we do like to read them. So Miss Enchetta. Um, mentioned that she found us on Kim and Kyle of Reality Cray Cray's Facebook group. So shout out to anyone who found us that way. And she also specifically kind of asked us to read her review and we're happy to oblige. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for a podcast of maths and I'm so glad I found Alter Call. It's a great review of the episode and reminds me of a lot I didn't catch. The best part is their commentary. Mostly they stay on topic and not a lot of tangents. It feels like I'm talking to friends about the show, which is awesome and so COVID friendly. All in all, a very fun and witty podcast. Keep up the good work, ladies. Thank you. Thanks, girl. And Doyle Family said, I just started this pod with the current season of Maps. These two really bring it every week, sometimes causing me to spit out what I'm drinking when they say something hysterical or exactly what I was thinking. Thanks, ladies. Love you both. 
Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever platform that you listen to us. See you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.